Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. Bigot lay dying. A black soul brother needed time to prove his innocence. More power to you, brother. I want to transplant my head on a healthy body. I think I like to donate my body to science after all. So they transplanted the white head onto the black body. Who would have thought that neither would have cared for the idea too much? Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello, people. This week... We'll be discussing the science fiction, horror, comedy, black exploitation film, The Thing with Two Heads, starring Ray Milland and Rosie Greer. So good times. Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, what are you up to? How's it going? Dude, I just got back from San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is the best town. Polaroid Convention, in- Instant Film Society. I had someone take an 8x10 Polaroid of me. I had someone do a tin type of me. I had dim sum. I walked to Fisherman's Wharf. I did a harbor cruise. It was rock and roll. This is just what you do. You're out living your life, cruising living the world. Mm-hmm. Are you a member of the Instamatic Film Society or whatever it is? First of all, an Instamatic is a different camera than an instant. Okay, camera. so you say potato an potato. Instamatic is back in the day before you when you were just like a whisper, uh, where you put a cartridge in the yes, back. I remember. This is a Polaroid. We're dealing with Polaroids. What's the and difference? Instax. Isn't that also like a cartridge? No. One's 35 millimeter and the other kind is the kind that develops in front of you. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. A 35 millimeter camera is like the little rolls, right? Yes. But how's that instant? It's not. You were calling it an instamatic. I don't know why it was called the instamatic. Well, no, but you said it was was instant is different. An instant... An instant film is like a Polaroid or an Instax where it spits it out and it develops. An Instamatic, I think, implies the fact that you don't have to, when you load a 35 millimeter, you don't have to pull it apart. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha, just gotcha. a cartridge, you just slam into the camera and close it. We were, I guess okay, gotcha. it wasn't as Instamatic as, as that was. But, uh, you know. I'm going to okay. go dive deep. There's Then there was like our grandparents used to have a, a Polaroid land camera, the kind you would take the picture and you had to wait for a minute and then you peel it open and you ha- instantly, well, one minute, five minutes, uh, have a, a perfectly developed, beautiful picture. This is so interesting. I had no... It's I, fascinating. I, 
Okay. As a child, I went on school field trips with the Polaroid where it yes. spits out the, the thing. And I was like, so now I have to have like a little bag where I'm shoving all these crazy little pictures. What the hell? How, how do you do it as an expert of Polaroid? Okay. I saved the pack, the, the, the box, and yes. I just put that in my pocket and I just drop them in, in my pocket as I Interesting. go. Because you still have to shield them from the sun. Okay. You can't put them in like a sandwich bag and wave them I, around. I'm like, you're the old person who says it's so annoying that I get to see my pictures right away. I would rather shoot film and then just th- and never develop it. Just throw it like I that Vivian Mare character where they just, after she died, they found steamer trunks full of undeveloped film. She just shot and never developed anything. Well, then it's a big surprise 50 years later. Like, woo, look at this. It's a big surprise after you're dead. You have no idea. But the fun thing about her is she was Phil Donahue's uh, nanny. I, I don't even know who this woman is that you're referring to, by the way. So that's she good was very, to know. There was a documentary called Finding Vivian Mayer. This guy won an auction at one of those warehouses. And what was it? He saw camera equipment. It was just literally steamer trunks full of um, undeveloped film. So he went and developed it, and it was gorgeous. Beautiful pictures. Okay. And then it was a mystery. Who was this person? Where did she come from? And so it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> so it's all welcome to the film podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and here's Kevin, who knows nothing about film. So he's just going to ask me questions about Instamatics. And, That's right. Uh, and, and frankly, I, I'd be defied if most of our listeners know who Phil Donahue is, by the way. <laughs> That's, there, that's a deep there, cut. There, there needs to be a certain generation for sure. You're telling me. Aaron, give us your 30 second synopsis of The Thing with Two Heads. Well, first of all, saying the thing seems really kind of racist. It, it is a little bit, isn't it? What the heck? It's, it's a little bit racist. Because How's the man really, with two heads? The man with two heads. Well, yes. there's the man with two brains, but that's yes, different. That is different. So this is the man with two heads. Arguably, Ray Milan's finest bit of acting. <laughs> right up there with X, the man with the X-ray eyes. That's what frogs. Far superior to frogs. He was leading hard into it. So you have this crazy racist doctor who's dying because God has smited him because he's such an evil little bastard. Yep. Uh, and uh, he's transplanting. Uh, he transplanted a second head to under a gorilla. And what the idea was that eventually they take off the main head and uh, it would all work and it's all good because that's just how simple it is. So unfortunately, uh, he was close to death and the only person available was Rosie Greer, in case you don't know, is African-American. So he wakes up and he, he's looking over. There's Rosie Greer. They have to apologize because it was an emergency. Sorry, you're now basically black. It's like black like me, except the head is still actually attached to. I wanted to see Rosie Greer do some uh, Three Stooges eye gouges, but then I don't know if he would feel that now too. So at one point, Ray Milan manages to take control of the body of, of Rosie, which makes no damn sense whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. They, basically, each of them wants to knock the other's block off. And in the end, Rosie wins. 
leaving us with one of the best scenes uh, of all Hollywood. <laughs> of all Hollywood. Grander and more sweeping than Gone with the Wind. Oh, easily. Easily. Good grief. Had you ever heard of this movie or seen it before? I've heard about it from you. Have I seen it before? No. I, I've never even cracked open the uh, case you got got me. Kevin sent it to me on Blu-ray. It's just now being displayed as an objet d'art. As it should be, frankly. As it should be. I no need, it question. needs to be framed. Oh, my God. It's a classic con. I recall being vaguely aware of this in my youth. I don't know if it was on Elvira or like Channel 5 on a Saturday afternoon. I was vaguely aware of it. Um, how come they, first of all, how come they've never brought back Elvira? She's still kicking. They did. They did briefly. They did a, I'm trying to, I think it was on Amazon Prime a couple times where it's kind of limited series. She comes in and talks about, I going back even further, they did one on regular TV. I want to say like 10 or 15 years ago, one season and it wasn't brought back. Then they did one on Amazon Prime. And I think if you search Amazon Prime, it's still there. And I think they did one on Shudder, like a really short one uh, of like four episodes. She was hysterical. I mean, I like Joe Bob, but I don't like the weird porno chick and all of that. I just want to hear Joe Bob. Uh, Go ahead. I mean, she was just so sarcastic. They, you know, clearly they were finding the cheapest movies. This is on old Channel 9 out of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And, and she would just interrupt, interrupt the movie with some snarky comment and they just pop right back into it. It was delightful. Well, here's the thing. And I think this is true for Joe Bob to a lesser extent. Um, the movies that she was picking were these kind of public, not public access, but like yeah, free dom- public, domain. public domain movies. And oftentimes they're just boring. It's all get out. They're like some weird sci-fi thing from 1958. Well, that's like mystery science theater 3000. You gotta, that's why you need to be jumping in there and snapping it up. But she doesn't, I mean, she'll jump in occasionally. Right. But whereas mystery science theater, they're in there constantly jabbering away, pulling focus. She'll pop in occasionally. And the rest of the time, you're just watching this boring movie. And that's kind of the, the gooch. You know what I mean? So. But if she's on something like an Amazon Prime, uh, they have money. It's like if, once you move over to HBO and Amazon Prime, they have money. So yes. she could be ripping through modern films. Absolutely. No problem. No question. No, no. She When she's done it on those other uh, showcases, those are much more uh, entertaining. But it's like even Joe Bob, uh, he did a Valentine's Day thing. And one of the movies, I was just like, I'm not watching this. I like watched like 20 minutes of it. And I just, I, I'm not without naming the, actually I will name them. It was called Necromantic, which some people love. It's a German, it's a German film with subtitles, which I don't have an issue with subtitles, but it's about this weird necrophiliac couple that bring a body in and put it into bed with them. And I'm just like, uh, okay, moving on. Have you seen it before? Is that why no. you object? Or, or yes. are you like the people opposing Salman Rushdie satanic verses? Yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, and no. Harry Potter. <laughs> no, well, maybe. Who's to say? Depending <laughs> on what we're talking about. Um, no, it was just it was just kind of gross. <laughs> and, and he, but he's done that before, where they'll pick movies that are just boring. He did this movie from Canada called Things, where it was literally like 
filmed on video and with no discernible plot and just kind of boring. And yeah, then what's he the does, point of that? What's some the point people love of that? it. Some people find it so absurd that it's funny to them, and I just find it boring. It's the room about a horror movie. The, the the room is like Lawrence of Arabia compared to these <laughs> no. damn things. Oh my god! But yeah, anyway. the problem is Go most of the time I just fast forward the movie uh, to just listen to Joe Bob. I don't usually do that. I've probably done it maybe three times total. There was one. There was one movie, um, a Japanese film by the same guy who did Audition which just was a cringy kind of movie where it's like, there's a lot of like, here's a bowl of vomit or this guy's getting, uh, you know, his limbs hacked off a piano wire. And I'm just like, I'm out. I'm not sticking around and watching that. Not feeling it. I had a long discussion about horror with somebody recently. And I just said to me, it needs to be fun. Horror for me should be fun. If it, if it makes me, you know, if it's too cringy, I'm out. It ceases to be fun for me. That's my opinion. I don't mind being scared. I want it to be like a roller coaster where it's like, it doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be campy. No. These are tell a good story, but I'm not there just for the gross outs. Like I I like to listen to crime podcasts, but some of these are very specific and go into really disgusting detail. I don't need that. Any of that. No, my, my imagination's working just fine. I don't need you to put any new things floating For around sure. in there. Don't give me nightmares about real things uh, that went down. Exactly. Anyway, that's not the thing with two heads, by the way. No, <laughs> it will not traumatize you. And if it does, perhaps you have other things going on in your life. That is that is absolutely true. So why don't we <laughs> why don't we jump right in? Uh, to the thing with no head, uh, thing with, now it's the thing with no heads, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's just that big purple monster with that. That's just shoulders from the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yes. We have like <laughs> like Converse All Stars, but it's a big like purple yes. thing. Yes. yes, I remember. Give me. Well, you go first, Darren. What, what's your highlights? What you got? My my favorite thing is, quite frankly, the end. But maybe I should hold off on that. But, uh, I mean, in the end, nobody, they're sycophants, but nobody really believes uh, in Ray Milan. Right. I don't think, and he's the crazy racist, but he's like a genius. Brilliant so Right, a, a transplant surgeon. Yes. So there's all these sycophants. I'm like, where else are you going to go? Where else are you going to go to learn this stuff? You know, if I don't sign up at the University of Hitler, then I'm not going to be part of cutting edge medicine. Right. So they're like, Meh. they're a little too sycophantic because they're like, maybe we should just let this boy go. Like well, when he goes under, I'd be like, aye, peace. aye, Captain. Peace. Well, he, okay. So <laughs> you talked about he's suffering from some kind of disease. Do we know what the story is? If it's Lou Gehrig's? It was a COP. He had cancer, I think. I don't know if they ever said it, but it was basically his body is shutting down over the he can't even he's sitting there in his wheelchair, like observing transplants going on because he his hands are too or too Catherine Hepburn to actually get involved. Is that what we're supposed too to janky. think? I think the word, the medical term is janky. If you look at a medical book, that's exactly what it says. That's right. Um 
And we don't know he's a racist until they talk about, oh, you know, we hired Dr. So-and-so from Minneapolis. He's like the top, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he walked, Dr. Whatever walks in and he's African-American man. And immediately they cut to Ray Mohand, who's just like <laughs> growling and <laughs> snarling and like, like, oh, and he's oh, shaking hands with everybody. Go ahead. First of all, I think it's interesting that it was a surprise yes. that you've hired someone, spent all this money to, to locate, relocate him and have zero idea of what he looks like. Right. Year contract, signed everything. Is, yeah. is that what we did in the old days? Uh, you know, I just sent my, my resume and they're like, yes, you allow us to send you some money. That's basically what they said. They're like, he was so esteemed that we offered him the position sight unseen. So 30 seconds of him walking in the door, Ray Milan's like, uh, yeah, we no longer have an opening for you anymore. And I was like, what the hell? I just gave no, up. The guy's like, listen, MF, I yes. got a six month contract. Yes. So you either keeping me or you're writing me a fat check. And I appreciated that. Absolutely. There was no there's no yelling and screaming. I'm just going to sue your mother effing ass. And he was quite good in this movie, that actor. Yeah, I mean, he was like a real actor. He was a real so, actor. Hey, I got a buddy who, who wants to break into Hollywood. No, this was like a, like an actor. Which, <laughs> you're right, which is not easy to do when you've got Over the Hill Ray Milland on one side. Because we've talked about like how many movies he's like, just put me in a wheelchair. Just put me in a wheelchair. And Frogs is in a wheelchair. Honestly, I thought he was pretty solid in this. <laughs> you can feel his racist anger the whole time. The whole time. And I, also acting opposite Rosie Greer, defensive tackle of the LA Rams, who I imagine did not go to Juilliard. I mean, didn't go to honest. Juilliard, but he is such a likable he guy. Really it just comes through. So you don't really care. I mean, he's not like breaking character or rolling his i mean he just he just is he just is and i looked at he's still hopping around here he ain't dead he's, he's doing his thing he's absolutely doing his, yeah, all these motherfuckers oh no question well and you have to remember rosie greer blazed the trail for another la ram defensive tackle named merlin olsen there you go. They said if Rosie can do it. Football back in the day, it looked like they were 45 years old. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Merlin Olsen went on to what popular TV show? Was it Benson? Was it not Benson? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's that little house in the ferry? Oh, I'm getting yes. all my football players that that look like half cowboys who went on to TV That's shows. Who's the other guy who also went on to Goonies? Who was that? That was John Matuzak, who was a defensive lineman for the Raiders. He played sloth. And then, and then there was the dude where, where he adopted a, a black kid. <laughs> That's Alex Karras, defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions, was on Webster. Yeah, there are a lot of... All these people are the exact are the same person to me. Bubba Smith was in the Police Academy movies, a defensive tackle. For the, all the defensive tackles have the chops, evidently. Baltimore Colts, yes. No Especially question. if they're in the 70s, they're full of personality. Oh, no question. No question. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Uh, anyway, we've got, we've got off the rails here. I know uh, 
who any of these people are besides their their acting like yes. like like what teams or they played i don't know soccer or football or were boxers i don't know it's a bunch of big uh white guys mostly oftentimes you've named. well okay there, there was there was obviously many uh african-american gentlemen as well uh but you're right <laughs> so they were doing their thing i mean they're all acting good for them they gotta pay their bills too for right goodness on. sake well, that their, their blocks knocked off that is true <laughs> um first scene when this movie starts there's a scene where it's like the limo pulls up outside of ray milan's mansion and i'm like you're in a wheelchair bro and yet there's an extended scene of them like carrying you over the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs. It's like, bro, if you know you're in a wheelchair, throw a couple lamps in there. I don't, I mean, where did they find this place? Oh my God. It's a classic on. Oh no. <laughs> it, it, it's fantastic. Well, that that's the joy of money. You can just hire uh, former NFL players to hoist you around your house. <laughs> that's right. A hundred percent. No question. Uh, like four like got dudes in their forties huffing and puffing to drag your wheelchair upstairs. Well, and he's he is doing the experiments in his basement with the two-headed gorilla with the help of his butler and his chauffeur, who I'm assuming did not go to medical school. So I don't because again, he can't do anything with his hands. So the butler's in there with the scalpel? It couldn't be more Igor and Dr. Frankenstein. It couldn't it's be. Something. Where's it's Marty something. Feldman? That would be the cherry on top of this crap pie. Would be Marty Feldman uh, popping in, offering to assist. That is correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Marty Feldman. <laughs> he needs a transplant, too, if I'm not uh, misremembering. Pop, pop, there's the scene when the two-headed gorilla escapes from the mansion because it's like the gorilla's on a like gurney and they lower a cage just resting on top of the gurney to hold the, the crazy gorilla. I mean, you could see that wasn't going to work. That didn't I mean, seem like good engineering, Kevin. This, was, this is how Escape from the Planet of the Apes begins, right Absolutely. Here. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. What else you got? Oh my God, what else do I not have? I really wanted, once again, is a two monkey head to eat lips. So that again, I was robbed from me. That's correct. Damn it. I want you to be aware that this whole thing, at one point they uh, announced that the governor is going to, you know, let any murderer who volunteers uh, for this procedure, you get like a bonus 30 days before right. California executes you. And who, who's the governor at this time? Jerry Brown? Who is it? Ronald, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Well, it was Ronald Reagan. You're absolutely right. So what you can do is assume this is Reagan's fault. Among other, many other things, it all comes down to Reagan. Oh, no question. No, well, and that's the thing. Even in California, you're not allowed to perform bizarre experiments on the inmates. Typically. Unless, unless you have a Republican governor. Boom! And if they're encouraged, bizarre experiments. 
<laughs> we have to assume that he was in Ray, Ray Milan's pocket. Yep. There was blackmail. This was his last year in office because obviously there were some issues that, you know, he had to go run from. So there's a scene. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's a scene where it seems like they're doing like a telethon. All these people are calling. Hey, hey, do you have any patients that are brain dead? How many, we, we need a, pay, a, de, a brain dead patient. No? Nobody? Okay, moving on. Call this. Well, they're just piles. I guess they're not piles of catatonic people. Where did uh, all these people around. come from? Now all of a sudden he's got a call center made up of just doctors and nurses. Right. I thought it was a secret. Evidently not. Everybody's on board now. If they don't have anyone brain dead, have they thought about their car warranty and an extended service? <laughs> Exactly. No question. Do you have time for a few questions? No, we do not. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I mean, I was waiting for them to say, do you have anybody who's catatonic? Now, what if you hit him with a rock? Well, then you have somebody who's catatonic. No, not so much. We meet uh, Rosie Greer, who is literally on death row, about to be killed. Uh, but we he's innocent. Innocent of all crimes. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like he let his buddy stay at his house who was the guilty party. Is that what it was? I think there was a gun. A gun involved that, that he once owned or something like that. Right, that's right. So, yes, the gun he once owned, he let his buddy stay at his house. The buddy took the gun and proceeded to commit murder, if I'm remembering this correctly. Some crackhead homie who's now dipped out. Who's dipped out and is, is more than a close pal who's uh, willing to let Rosie take the hit for him. So as, a real as chub. One does. As one does. And I didn't think uh, when he showed up, uh, when he finally makes his escape with Ray Milan, his his uh, girlfriend didn't seem that excited to see him. I thought perhaps she was in on it. Or do you think it was because he had a second head? Yes, that will do it. <laughs> and she said... <laughs> Milan is the cock blocker. This this is where it really yes. gets real spicy. Come on, baby, snuggle up with me. She's like, ah. <laughs> there are two dynamite lines in that scene when he walks in with a second head, and she's like, "Baby, do you have two of anything else?" Like, oh. No, she's just checking. And then when she starts, he climbs into bed with her to get down to business, and the lady gives him the cold shoulder. He turns to Ray Milan and says, "Oh, now you got to go." <laughs> oh my god and while he's just shouting crazy racist shit is this all you people think of I'm yes. like, oh my god i should have known your kind sticks together there's a lot of uh, yes a lot of horrible racism for ray milan no question um, a vision that somehow they have just duct taped ray milan to the back of rosie greer Oh, these are not top drawer special effects. I mean, Ray Milland and Rosie Greer are literally cheek to cheek for an hour and a half of this movie. Because it is Ray Milland who's literally just hanging over. <laughs> He's like resting his head on Rosie Greer's shoulder. Yes, it's it's top drawer all the way. It's like I imagine him as kind of like a baby carrier. It was a Bjorn. Yes. It was in a Bjorn. Uh, and then the the be one of the better parts is whenever they're laying down, there's clearly a cardboard box where you can see the edge yes. of on many shots. Yes. Nobody caught that. That was that was real um, Ed Wood Junior uh, magic there. Well, they're, they're no, well, it's all about the big picture. 
there are multiple scenes where it's clear they put Ray Milan down and then just had like, Rosie Greer just lay on top of him. <laughs> That's what I love. Like, they don't have Ray Milan on top. It's clearly Rosie Greer on yes. top. Just crushing his enfeebled body underneath 300 pounds of Rosie Greer. So good time. They said, Ray, either this will kill you or make you stronger. <laughs> You're already in the wheelchair, for goodness sake. So we're, we're halfway there. Whenever they would pull back to reveal, like, Rosie running down the hall, there would always be the fakest mannequin head glued to his cheek, basically. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was like i'm at uh you know uh sax fifth avenue in the uh mannequin section it's crazy crazy town it's so ridiculous uh, and, and again so racist so when rosie greer tries to touch the other head he's like don't you touch me <laughs> <laughs> now i'll say this this is 1972 but it's clearly written in such a way as the african-americans are clearly the good guys yeah. And the white people are clearly, you know, if not horribly racist, at least kind of permissible of racism around them. They're like, oh, he's just old. That old thing. Oh, you know, he was brought up at a different time. He's from a different part of the country. Yeah. Whatever. He doesn't know what he's saying. Did you notice, did you see where where the police were supposedly from? What city? No, what city? I was like hallucinating and I had to stop it and zoom in. It was someplace called Akersfield without Ah! the B. Yes. Well, then they were racist light if it was Bakersfield back then. Bakersfield, oh, Bakersfield now. I know, well, Bob always tells stories that Bakersfield was one of those, and Taff were like some of those sundowner towns, you know. Where, Absolutely. Uh, in case you don't know, that means uh, black folks need to leave when, before the sun comes down. No, there wasn't enough violence for that to be Bakersfield Police Department. Uh, well, there's a calling all cars that goes on. Somebody would have been beaten to death. So that's not Bakersfield. It must be some other place. That is correct. That is correct. So. Check us out on Hulu, kids. That's right. <laughs> Hours of fun. County, yay. So at one point, so they attach Raymond's head onto Rosie Greer's shoulder. So it's both heads. Because ostensibly, you have to let that new head kind of marinate for a week before you can lop off the old head. Essentially, they said something like that, or 30 days, whatever it was. That's why they said, hey, you'll get to live for 30 more days, but eventually you're going to bite the dust as well. Um, I think that's fascinating that I'm like, if you chop off your arm, you're home in like a couple of weeks, that's it. Well, not to mention your head will be off center, right? When they remove the other head, your other head is going to be like over here on your shoulder. Doesn't make yeah, any sense. You can't go to the chiropractor right away. Otherwise, they might just lift that thing right off. <laughs> it might just fall off. Like a, like a goat's testes when you wrap them in a thing, basically. So, I mean, I, I am not a Scientologist, as I have said, but. Yes. Why? I mean, both heads have to be working all the time. Yes. What is the 30 days? If your brain doesn't work for 30 days, it ain't coming back. 
So what exactly is the... I don't understand the second head thing. I... Why wouldn't you just pop... I mean, they got bypasses and everything going during the surgery. Why wouldn't you just pop on the one head? I don't know. I can't explain it. Who knows? It takes 30 days for the... And really, it doesn't. It takes two days before he's fully in command. Of the body, a day and a half. Well, Rosie Gray is like, what the hell? What's happening? I can't control my arms anymore. I mean, couldn't have Rosie Greer just stood up and pulled that old damn head off? Absolutely. It was hanging on by just some needle and thread. They're just, you know, exactly some black thread from the shoebox in the closet. That's it. That's it. Well, then they put like a big old crazy like neck brace. Over both the heads, which made them really cheek to cheek, kind of squishing against each other. That's uh, saved on special effects. Although I, I do believe Rick Baker was somehow involved in this I'm production. Sure, I'm sure he probably was. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. They, in my mind, kind of the low part of this movie is the extended car chase, oh motocross, oh where God. it goes like, on. And people with one wobbly head, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, that was the thing. He's on. Okay, first they're, they he escapes with Ray Miranda on them with the help of the African American doctor. He's kind of on the fence. He's like, "Look, you're a murderer. I'm not sure I should help you. You know, let's talk about it some more." While every cop in Acresfield is is chasing him down, it's like thirty cops. It's a lot of those scenes where it's unmotivated car crashes. Where it's like, I'm just, I'm a cop. I'm just driving off this cliff for no reason. Right? We're slamming into each other. I never mean no harm. It is. <laughs> Roscoe Baby Bakersfield. It is Bakersfield. Maybe you're right. Although it seems Dude. awfully green. No question. <laughs> Cletus and Enos going head on collisions into each other for no reason. It's like you have a brake. You have a steering wheel. You don't have to slam into each other over and over again. I mean, I, honestly, I wrote, I wrote that down. I assumed you were going to tell me that was the best part because oh. I know you love these goddamn movies with these extended car chases, like 30 minutes of car chase wrapped around 15 minutes of stories. Well, it's it definitely seemed like, oh, damn, our movie's 55 minutes. We'd add at least 30 minutes of car chase into this one. Well, this isn't an after-school special. This is a <laughs> proper production. No question. Well, and it's that thing where it's like, where the hell is Rosie driving to? Because you see him zip one way across the field and then zip right back the other opposite direction. It's like, where are you trying to get to? It makes no sense. Like, and I swear to God, 20 police cars falling into ditches and flipping over and bursting into flames. It was just like, oh what God. is happening? It must have been anarchy in Bakersfield after that, with clearly there were no, all the entire law enforcement was dead now. Dead! Dead! Well, okay, so they steal the car, but then, what? I don't remember why they leave the car. They leave it at one point. The cops are chasing them with a helicopter. So they steal a motorbike, and the two-headed Rosie Greer and the African-American doctor hop on the back and zip around and proceed to go up and down the motocross track eight or nine times. It's like, oh you're not escaping this way, Rosie. No matter how it much you want to. Me, it reminded me, did you ever watch Roseanne? Yes, of course. 
So the best part of Roseanne was their Halloween special. So at one point, Dan was the Three Stooges, except it was one body with three heads. Yes. So so the two heads were both flip-flopping around as he's gouging the eyes and ripping the hair out of them. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> That's what it was. Somehow they, they elude all the cops in town and go right to Rosie's girlfriend where the doctor's like, uh, won't the cops look for you there? Oh, they don't know the address. They don't? Really? Is it unlisted? No one knows your girlfriend? <laughs> this, is, this is serious. How do you oh. know the address? Because they read all your mail in prison. So how do you know the address? That's This is a good question. Um, and there's another line that was dynamite. The, the girlfriend was so good in this. And they gave her all the funny lines. When he walks in with two heads, her response is, you get into more shit. <laughs> they were not playing this straight. This is clearly a comedy. <laughs> and it's awesome because, like I said, Ray Milan is playing it straight and hard. He's just the angry racist. No matter he what's happening, he's the angry racist. No question. He thought he was in Birth of a Nation or something. I mean, he was... <laughs> He was really doing it. He was you're right. There was no like wink, wink from Ray Milland. He was he like method acting on a severed head the whole time. Right, and say horrible racist things to you know to uh, the because he's basically the entire cast that he's surrounded by for the last thirty minutes are all African American. So just him giving people the side eye, making comments. Is that all you people think about? Honestly, I don't even remember that. I don't even think they solved the murder case. No! They didn't even. But by the end, everyone's so disgusted by Ray Milan, they just go ahead and help Rosie Greer. That's what happens. Well, and that's what's so funny, because over the course of this last moment, finally the African-American doctor says, you know what? Okay, I will help. And again, there's Ray Milan right there listening on, what the hell? What are you... I mean, I don't know how you conspire when the other head is sitting right there, but... Just listening and control of the body, so that's fascinating. Right. Oh, so you're telling me then. You think you would try to come to your own defense in some way, not like, like, hey, hey, let's not make any hasty decisions. (laughs) He'd be like, no. He's probably just screaming the N-word as they finally go in and remove his head. Yes! So, okay, later in the movie, he, Ray Milan now has control of the body, which he didn't before. Um, he beats up the doctor with one punch and then knocks out Rosie Greer's head, punches it, knocks it <laughs> unconscious, um, and proceeds to go to his mansion. And when they find him, he's like laying on the gurney with a scalpel in his hand. You want to do surgery on yourself? You're going to chop off your head on your own. This is your plan. Good, good work. Good work. Good work. Good oh, work. Lord. And then... Oh, the ending is the best, though. The ending... Oh, my God. The ending, they, they call the one doctor that, that that's an associate and tell him to, to meet over at the mansion. They arrive. Uh, that doctor arrives to see only Ray Milan's head attached to, to hoses and wires. He's been detached, and he's still angry as fuck. Still yes. yelling. Get me another body. Hurry. Hurry. And then smash cut. T- 
to the three African-American characters driving off all happy while it's like, oh, happy day. <laughs> it's like a spiritual. So, <laughs> and where is this doctor now? He's now that he's thrown his whole career away. What's what's the plan now? He's just going to live with Rosie Greer and some polyamorous situation. Rosie Greer is still a convicted murderer, a fugitive from justice. They're talking like they're going to solve the mystery or capture the real murderer like OJ. Instead, they're just, I guess, uh, we're on the run now for the rest of our lives. Oh, happy day. <laughs> so, God. It was great. And the credits roll. Love it. Love it. So, Kevin, is this a racist movie? Or is it a movie about racism? I think it's a movie about racism. No question. Because like I, I said... I think the answer is racists deserve to die. Is that what it is? I guess they didn't kill him, though. <laughs> well, they, they didn't do him any favors, either. He's just a head. <laughs> That's head what he a surgical tray. That's what he gets. <laughs> Absolutely. You couldn't put him out with the trash. Well, no question. Well, and that's the thing. They could not do the transplant without the help of the African-American doctor. Like, he had skills that none of them possessed. Right. Like, he was arguably the smart, the, one of the smarter guys there. So it was... Go ahead. What I was going to say is he'd come there to learn all about this stuff, but he never did. So how did he know how to do this? Well, he had he had some techniques he was bringing with him. You can sew a finger back on. So you was, figure, well, it's about the same. He had, I think it was something like he had some techniques where it was like dealing with the, the body's natural desire to reject foreign organs or something. Like he was bringing that to the table, but he wanted to, to study at the foot of, and I've got all the characters' names. Well, he, I mean, he's really just removing the, the head that didn't belong there anyway. So you don't need to worry about rejection. You right. don't need to worry about anything. You're just removing a foreign body and stitching that biz up. Absolutely. Easy peasy. And again, they cut to the car. They're riding away. Rosie's fine. He's had a head removed. Right? <laughs> He's not in the backseat recuperating. Oh, don't hit those you know, potholes. He's fine. He's singing along, smiling. He's doing and he great. control of his body. So why all of a sudden now That's he knows true. how to walk and move and, and yes. do stuff? Yes. They didn't put him in a wheelchair. I'll tell you what. They just threw him in the cards. Let's do this. So Rosie, think about this. This this technique would have cured anyone who had broken a back or broken a neck and uh, lost the ability to move. This this magic cure would have taken care of that. If you can pop a head on and off and not lose anything and all those nerves and blood vessels, I don't know, the marrow, like I said, not a Scientologist. But if you can do that, you can do anything. Uh, No question. Well, and that's the thing. It's like today, you know, 50 years later, we do not possess the ability to repair the spinal cord or the central nervous system. Like, Not at all. In your CPU, it ain't coming back. As of this moment, it's not. But somehow, uh, Doctor Kirshner had had some skills, though he could do it like in his basement with the help of Igor the chauffeur. For all we know, there you go. There you go. Any, right. What else you got? Anything else? I got nothing else. 
Let's I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just want to say I I thoroughly enjoyed it because you can tell. Usually, when I don't take that many notes, it's either because I'm bored, right? Because I'm just I'm just uh, into it. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. It's like if they could have done something with the car chase scene, this movie would be unimpeachable, in my opinion. It's really the car chase scene which kind of bogs it down. Because I swear to God, it's forty five minutes. I, I think you're 100% right because I was reaching for the phone, seeing who texted me. Da, da, da. I was like, when will this shit end? Right. Why, why were they on dirt bikes? What? <laughs> right. It's a thing. It's a thing. Let's um, let's go behind the scenes. There frankly isn't that much in terms of behind you know, the hang scenes. On. I just want to pop in here and say it would have what they could have done to fill the time Please. is Rosie Greer with racist Ray, Ray Milan hunting down the the person that that Rosie is accused of uh, of you know the real uh, killer. The real killer, absolutely. That could well, have been well, the movie. He's trying to convince him to turn himself in while Ray Milan continues his racist rants. Slowly takes control over the body as well. Like he's got to, he's got to handle this before Ray Milan takes over. Right. See, that could have taken up some of that dirt bike. Next thing you know, uh, it would have been there in those little Shriners cars cruising down the highway. Right. And then it could have been like, see, we're like, we're rewriting the script. Then it could have been something like, his compatriots at the hospital, the other white doctors are like, well, hang on. Now we know he's innocent. We can't go, you know, can we go through with this surgery? We can't do that. Dr. Kirshner. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who's to say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good times. Um, okay. Let's go behind the scenes. Not much. Like I said, there's a couple things. It is, it says Joan Prather's debut. I don't know who that is. I don't know what yeah. role she played or what she did. But it's Let her me tell you, I know Rosie Greer, I know Ray Milan, and I know Rick Baker, the monkey man. Rick Baker was the gorilla. That is correct. And that's all you need to know. It was, and it was such trash. It was fabulous. Um, this was the winner of the Golden Turkey Award in the category Worst Two-Headed Transplant Movie. Out of the series of two-headed transplant movies. Well, what's crazy is there was another one that came out about the same time. And it was called, <laughs> this is true, The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant. And it stars Bruce Dern and oh, wow. Pat Priest, who played Marilyn Munster, and Casey Kasem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant no, came out I guess, a year me? before. No Suzanne Plachette? <laughs> it could be in her debut role. Who's <laughs> to say? Oh, my goodness. So that's it for behind the scenes. Um, shall, we, shall we talk about the cast and crew? Please. Uh, the director was Lee Frost. You know him from Chain Gang, Police Woman. The pickup, you know all those movies, don't you? Police Woman, the series. Uh, Angie Dickinson. This was a movie starring Sandra Curry and Tony Young. You know him, don't you? A lady cop infiltrates an all-female criminal gang. Uh oh, this sounds like caged women situation. <laughs> it absolutely, is no question. Just caged women and nonsense. Ch oh, and Chain Gang Women is the other movie. So uh, yes, a murder escapes yes. from a 
Yang forces his co-inmate to go along and aggressively... Oh my goodness, this takes a dark turn. Moving on. So don't watch these movies. <laughs> the cast! Oh, sweet Jesus. Ray Milan plays Maxwell Kirshner, the racist transplant surgeon. Hey, let me ask you this bizarro question. Please. Remember the movie with Richard Pryor and, and uh, Gene Wilder where they like escape criminals together? Stir crazy? Stir crazy. Do you think this is like inspired by this movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they had like two heads or something, maybe that would have been a good one. Those said, you know, ebony and ivory sidekick situation. Those dudes did like five movies together. I know. It's so bizarre. Oh, by the way, this makes me think of this. I watched this movie, which it was called Silver Streak. I'm sure you're familiar yes. with it. With Gene I saw Wilder. It day. Well, it's it's basically uh, a kind of Cary Grant kind of murder, like Alfred Hitchcock. That's the what they're going for kind of thing. But it's Gene Wilder instead of Cary Grant. But they're having him do like the same beats where it's like he's hooking up with Jill Clayburgh in the, in the room and they're making and you're like, whoa, this is Gene, this is Willy Wonka. What are you doing, Willie? That and was at his peak, man. That was he at his peak. Age well. He did nope. not age well. He still had the crazy Gene Wilder hair and all that stuff like, going on. It was untamable. Yes. I love and, Willy Wonka. As it progressed, his hair just got more out of control till it was like uh, practically a, a whole fro. Well, you wonder, was it a comb over? Is that what he was going for? Because it's like the parts on the side of his head and it's kind of a weird combination of two things. I think it was like they were straightening his super curly hair and it was a funky comb over. And so as 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 dried hair hit moisture, it just started. (laughs) All over the place. And Richard Pryor is in that movie, but not for very long. They just have like a scene where. they meet up and <laughs> in typical 70s fashion, they disguise Gene Wilder as if he's African-American. And that's oh. kind of played for laughs. And and the, the big the big joke is Richard Pryor says, you know, Gene Wilder's concerned. He's like, are we going to fool the cops who are chasing them? He's like, I'm not worried about the cops, but I hope we don't run into any Muslims. <laughs> there that was a joke. Everyone. That was, that was a joke. Let's offend everyone. Let's offend everyone. Uh, okay. It was just good, clean humor back in the day. Exactly. Good time. Uh, so, Ray Milland. We know him from The Lost Weekend, Dial M for Murder, oh, Love yeah. Story, The Uninvited, and of course, X, the man with the X-ray eyes, and frogs, and oh, good stuff. Treat yourself to X, man. If thine eye offends thee, pluck it out. No question. Roosevelt Greer, known as Rosie in this film and in life, frankly. You know him from Half Nelson, The Thing with Two Heads. Evidently, he was in one episode of Quincy M.E. Oh, I love Quincy. Quincy's another dude where he's just like, yes, I'm a 65-year-old man, but you're going to see me <laughs> hooking up with some random chick in every episode. Get ready. Every no question. Uh, Don Marshall played Dr. Fred Williams. You know him from Terminal Island. You know him from Land of the Giants. There you go. Did you ever watch that show? Not a thing. He was in The Lieutenant, which is a series. He did a lot of TV, evidently. And he was in Star Trek. 
1967. Yeah. The original series. Good stuff. Anybody else you want to know about? No. That's it. What, oh, did you tell me the chick? Uh, Chelsea Brown played Lila. You know her from The Thing with Two Heads. You know her from The Ki- Return of Captain Invincible. You know it, don't Ooh, you? I didn't know he left. She was a, a ballet teacher in an episode of Mission Impossible. All right. She was Mrs. McKay in Police Story, the TV all series. Right. Oh, a lot of TV. Good for her. And I think that's uh, all we need to know. Good all stuff. Right. Shall we talk about the rating? Oh, indeed. <laughs> Buckle up. The Thing with Two Heads currently has a rating on Rotten Tomatoes of zero. Zero! No, that just means it hasn't been rated. Well, it's it's eight reviews. Eight oh. reviews, so not that many. But the audience was much more forgiving. You know what the audience gave it? 40%. 25%. Ooh. Ooh is right. Um, Honestly, I think the extended chase scenes really bogged it down. Oh, no question. No question. If I look at top critics, there's only one top critic. Do you know who the top critic is? Rex Reed. Roger Ebert. All In right. 2004. Roger, Roger, oh, my God. Roger clearly ran out of movies and just started over with Birth of the Nation and, and just went <laughs> <laughs> over it. No you question. Know? Uh, okay, here it is. Here's his... Sorry, I don't have the vid. <laughs> so you say? Are we supposed to believe I you? I don't think I had any water in like a week. Just beer. Okay, That'll fair be. enough. That's all you need. Uh, speaking of that, I think I told you this. I was on uh, an episode of the amazing podcast, The Best Film Ever, yes. where we talked about uh, The Big Lebowski. And halfway through, we're like, hey, we're all going to have white Russians. So I'm like, okay, I'm not a big drinker. And their their show is in in uh, England, and of course I'm in California, so it's 10 a.m. and I'm cracking into a White Russian, which I have to admit, mighty tasty, mighty tasty. And you drank an old shitty canned one, so it was probably it was made pretty good. Coffee made and and malt liquor. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, Fifteen minutes later, I was half in the bag. So if you listen to that episode, you may notice some. <laughs> some slurring or whatever and of course right afterwards i was like going with the family to watch my daughter lucy's uh performance in a play so i'm like honey you're gonna have to drive womp 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 i'm surprised you didn't get out some of those switzer sweets like you used to smoke with your when you were drinking your zima back in the day i mean i could do it today i mean who's to say right i'm down (laughs) anyway roger ebert says Within hours, the two-headed escapee is on a motorcycle and being chased by no less than 14 police cars. Every one of them is destroyed during the chase, a process that takes so long that seven or perhaps even five squad cars might have been enough. (laughs) One out of four. One out of four. Very sad. What's your rating, Aaron? I am going to give it 3.1. Uh, Rosie Greer secretly kissing Ray Milan while uh, he was asleep. Out of five. <laughs> I don't remember that scene. What is happening? Is this a fan Just fiction? To Jim. Just to it. It's a little fan fiction. 
No fan fiction ever. 2025. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Um, and, and, okay. but, but here's my caveat. Lay it on me. Viewers, listeners, I, I would give it a four if you promise once you start seeing car chases, you just fast forward to through it. Then it's a four. Otherwise, I stick with my three one if you insist on watching all this fluff filler car chases. I I totally agree. I give it three out of five. Uh, you get into some shit. <laughs> uh, Are there two your... of everything? <laughs> oh, you got to go. Uh, <laughs> it is... Look, I mean, the, the script is actually well-written. I mean, the dialogue I enjoyed. The performances I thought were good. I mean, it's yeah. obviously a B-movie, but everybody is, is doing their work, right? It's They're making choices. It's absolutely yeah. entertaining. It is moment. It's really, I mean, I can handle the beginning of the chase when they're in the car because right. they're actually having a, conversations while they're doing it. The moment they get on the bike, it is interminable. It is fast. Do yourself a favor. Watch the movie, but fast forward for, through the entire motocross part of the movie. You're welcome. I mean, and, and my my only other caveat is it is a little, in my mind, a little racist at the end when they all are escaping. They're just singing spirituals. I was like, <laughs> I guess that's true. Is that a little cringy. Is that a little cringy? <laughs> that is, that's a little. Cr- You're absolutely right. That may be important. Story. Uh, who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, you could, you could, I mean, you know, well meaning people could discuss this and may have different opinions, but I could see why someone might say Talk that. Talk amongst yourselves. Let <laughs> Absolutely. me know. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Aaron, are we on Twitter? Well, I guess we, I just said we're on Twitter. Are we on Instagram? So. Are we on TikTok? What's the word? We are on the gram. We are on the ticker talker. Well, at least for now, until uh, the government shuts down the, the crack that is uh, TikTok from China. Uh, we are, I don't know where else. We're on Tumblr. We're on Parlay. We're on uh, <laughs> fans. the direct line to Elon Musk. So, uh, yeah, we are the podcast that wouldn't die. And... You're going to find us on YouTube as well. Boom. The simulcast. So if you'd rather watch our lovely faces, our two heads, if you will, you can watch that on YouTube. Check us out. Or you can just listen anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Good times. Aaron. Now, kids, let us know. What do you think? Do you think uh, YouTube versus Twitch? What do you think? Or Vimeo? No, that's dead. That, Is that dead? I know that's dead. That's oh, dead. Come very on, Very upsetting. So let us know what you guys think. Good times had by all. Aaron, you're on social media. What's going on? I have much media. I am on Instagram. I'm Don't Feed the Pigeon. I am also the Cult of Aaron. I have artwork for sale on Artsy and First Dibs. Aaron Doherty, check it out. Beautiful. We're going to pause while my brother's texting his children. I'm not texting. (laughs) First of all, how dare you? Next week, 
We're going to Here, be here's doing. A, here's a picture of a mannequin that, that I took with the uh, windmills. Very nice. Do you like that? Thanks. Did kid. you bring the mannequin with you? Or was it just I in the sand dune? In the passenger side of my car, hoping that I could then drive through carpool lanes. It does raise eyebrows when you're cruising around. And it, it li currently lives in my garage, and I had to go to the garage the other day, and I walked in, and it, it is wearing a hat, wig, and a trench coat, and I scared the shit out of myself. I just screamed. <laughs> only the hobos heard my cry. Oh, I can't. I don't doubt it. I don't, only the hobos heard your cry. That part makes it really sells the story. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing the Korean zombie spectacular uh, train to Busan. So I'm looking forward to that. It's a good one. No question. It's a good one. You, I, I'm obsessing with going to Asia. So I'm looking forward to that. Plus I'm we watched uh, high speed rail. What was that one? The bullet. Bullet train. Bullet train. Bullet train. <laughs> that was fabulous. That's Japan. But I'll tell you what, Korea, South Korea is doing a lot of interesting stuff in the horror genre. So check that good stuff out. Um, you can watch it on prime video. You can watch it on hoopla, voodoo, Tubi. It is everywhere. Do yourself a favor. Check out that good stuff. And you know, us, you know, I'm interrupting you. Again. Please. Do you know where? Do you know where I watch the 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 thing with two heads? Where YouTube? I had to go to YouTube. That's why. I, okay. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, just because I wasn't going to uh, buy it, and it was hard to find. It is right. I I had to buy the Blu-ray. Um, to watch it initially. And they accidentally, I hope Amazon's not listening, they accidentally sent me two copies. Uh, so I handed one to you in anticipation, and then you didn't even open it. You're like, I'd rather watch it on YouTube if it's all it's the like, same with you. I, I, You know what? I, I think it's going to be like that person who just auctioned off the very first iPhone that they never bothered. They were so rich, they just bought it and never bothered to open it. It's and true. then 30 years later, they sold it for a million dollars. I think that's what's going to happen with this unopened thing with two heads, Blu-ray. Well, considering I mean, the movie's 50 years old i don't know what you're waiting on. i mean when do you think this windfall is going to occur in another 50 years how many people have it on blu-ray you and i only probably <laughs> sweet jesus so send us any favorite scenes favorite quotes comments and questions about train to busan and we may just talk about it on the show good times had by all so thank you very much and be well goodbye children <laughs>